Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. One point, Dad said, well, we need a building. We've gone from church to church. Churches have hosted us. They, they went to a hotel even and were hosted. They were at an old uh, or a church building owned by a guy that didn't have a church there anymore. Just different things. Um, they actually went to churches that were still functioning and borrowed their little conference rooms or whatever, and pastors hosted them. And Dad, Dad told his brother, he said, look, we need a place. Why don't you make an offer on that building? It was the church building I grew up going to with my grandparents and them. It's about two or three blocks from my grandparents' old house. So Dad said, and I don't know what happened with this, but I'm going to just tell you what I know so far. This is a praise report. This, uh, this is all glory to God. Look how interesting this is. So my uncle said, man, how are you? He's talking to my dad, you know, my dad's younger brother. They're 22 years apart. My dad's not even the oldest. <laughs> so, you know, old school. Dad came back from Vietnam and there was a baby boy. He was like, what? What's going on? Or grandma was pregnant or something. He said, wow, okay, praise God. Whoops, okay. Praise God. No accidents with God, amen? No accidents with God. I'm going to be talking to you all Sunday about God is a God of plan and purpose of design. You're not an accident. He said, man, that was a menopause baby. Yeah, but it was a baby. My uncle is six years older than me. We were kind of raised like brothers. So my dad and my uncle were talking. My uncle said, man, how are we going to do this? We need to offer maybe $30,000, $60,000 for this building. It's got central heating and cooling. It's pretty well kept. It's got a good roof. My dad says, no, offer them, offer them $100. Dad said, tell them for $100 we will take that property off their hands. They won't have to worry about it anymore. My uncle was like, what? <laughs> what? No, dad said, offer them $100. So they offered them and they said, okay, thank you. Yes, we'll take $100 for it. Someone was using it, but like once a week, a real small group was gathered there. And the Southern Baptist Convention, the Spanish Association, part of the Southern Baptist Conven Convention, Spanish-speaking part, they said, we don't want to mess with that building anymore. $100. It's worth way more than that. So let's just see what God does. This is the time. And what's interesting is, Two years ago, yeah, it'll be two years. Mm -hmm. I think it was late fall, maybe November, December 2019. Dad was driving around Roswell. He was helping settle the estate for my grandma. She had passed away the previous year. And the Lord spoke to him and said, you know, they're going to start giving church buildings away. They're going to close church buildings this next year. The Lord told Dad that in 2019. Nobody knew that COVID was coming, right? So, Dad said, Lord, I wonder why the Lord would tell me that. He told us. He said, man, they're going to close church buildings. And the Lord told him, you're going to be able to pick up church buildings for free or just pennies. Dad is like, I don't know why the Lord's telling me that. Well, here we are. God is a God of plan, purpose, and design. Nothing's by accident. You were not by accident. Let me, I don't know why I'm going off on this, but let me just tell you something. There's a man of God, James Robinson. Anyone ever heard of him? Um, it, different generation, you probably heard of him. Tall guy with dark hair. He used to be dark, right? It's probably gray now. I believe he was a product of a rape. But God had a purpose for his life. Product of a rape. Somebody say, all things work together. All things work together for good. Someone say, for good. Uh -huh. Let's, can we, Mijo, Romanos 8.28. Sorry, I don't know why that came out in Spanish. Romans 8.28, that was weird. Romans 8, 28. 
Look at what this says in the New Living Translation, Romans 8, 28. This was not part of it, but let's just let the Lord speak tonight. He's speaking to us and through us. Look at this. And we know that God causes what? Everything. Someone say everything. Well, you know, as a believer, I mean, God causes some parts of things to work. No, God causes everything to work. As a believer, even your mistakes, God will turn around for you. Now, if you're not seeking God, I've seen people, they've rejected God. They haven't sought God for years. They, they, they don't know much about God anymore. They were saved one time. Who knows if they still are? They're not seeking God. And they go, God, what are you doing? Everything's going wrong. Well, no. This is for, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God. If you love God, you're going to serve him. Those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. People have told me before, I'm a believer. I said, really? Okay. Sorry. you I like, I like being bold. I love being this age. I love being this time of life. I go, well, are you living it? <laughs> I believe in I said, no, 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 I didn't ask you if you believe in God. The devil believes in God. Are you living it? Do you love God enough to obey him? See, that's a big deal, isn't it? Do you love God enough to obey him? I know y'all love God. But look at this. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Some of you have had questions over the years. It doesn't take a prophet or a scientist or doesn't even take you sitting me down and saying, Pastor, I've had questions over the years. No. Some of you are like, man, you, you, got, you got questions as to why has my life been this way in this certain area? Why has this prayer not been answered? Why, why, why? We don't understand it. Man, you know what? Mauricio, let's go to, let's go to Isaiah chapter 57, verse 1. Man, God is really speaking to me right now and leaning on me about this. I don't know what's going on with this, but we're just going to flow with it. Isaiah 57.1. It did not, I don't believe it shook my theology at the time. It, it was hurtful, you know, it was <laughs> to lose my mom. But I just, knew, I just knew that life happens, that we live in a fallen world. And I knew that not everything was perfect, but God spoke to me. And I remember that I was at peace with my mom going to heaven because I'd watched her suffer. And when it got rougher, it was amazing to see that she was, her vitals are strong. Everything was amazing. And her at-home nurse that would come visit her every few days, she said, uh, Matt, she told me and Jen, she said, your mom's vitals are strong. It could be weeks. But I knew my mom had cried out to God that, Lord, you heal me or take me home. And we don't understand everything. I don't know who this is for tonight. Maybe it's for me, but look, check this out. Good people pass away. What? The godly often die before their time. Is that God's best? Is that God's perfect will? No, but we don't understand everything. But no one seems to care or wonder why, the, the prophet Isaiah said. No one seems to understand that God is protecting them from the evil to come. Wow. Say, what? How did that happen? I remember when Grandpa Avila passed away in 2000. I remember when Grandma Avila passed away, Adrian's grandparents. Say, man, this is a great comfort. Let's go to verse 2, Mejo, if you don't mind. Verse 2, Isaiah 57, 2. What is it? For those who follow godly paths will rest in peace when they die. You know, it sounds cool in, in the hood. You guys have seen that, man, rest in peace. I pray, they ser I pray they served God, or I pray they had time to call out to God before they died so they can rest in peace. Isaiah didn't even know about heaven. 
He didn't even have a revelation about the church because the church was a mystery in the Old Testament. You remember that? It was never once mentioned in the Old Testament. Jesus said, I will build my church in the Gospels. People are like, what? Your church? Uh-huh. I will build my body, basically he was saying. Nobody even knew about it. The church was a mystery. The Apostle Paul said it was a mystery. Those who follow godly paths will rest in peace when they die. The, the prophet Isaiah was saying this. He didn't know about heaven. He didn't have the revelation that you have. You say, what is revelation? It's a different level of understanding. Revelation means God's word has become real to you in one way or another. There's certain things that you have revelation about in the word, huh? This Isaiah 57.1, let's go back to Isaiah 57.1, has become a great revelation to me. I was talking to dad about this the other day. And I'm telling you, lately, dad and I have been getting on the phone. I can't even hardly get off the phone with him. He's ready to hang up, and I have something to tell him. I'm, I'm ready to hang up, and he keeps talking. And he's just preaching sermons sometimes. And he dropped this on me the other day. He goes, go to Isaiah 57.1, he told me. Man, I looked at that, and it, it just blew me away. I'm like, I don't know how many times I've read that. But see how that ties into Romans 8.28? We don't understand it. Some of you in here tonight, I can just feel it by God's Spirit. Some of you are going through things that you cannot figure out. Let me just tell you something. That is part of being on planet earth and living this life that God gave you. You're not going to understand everything. The moment you get to the place where you say, I have to understand every single thing and understand why, mm -mm, you're stepping off. You're stepping off. You're falling off the wagon a little bit. There are Faith is faith. You don't see everything to believe that God is going to take care of you. You don't know everything to realize that God is still with you. He's walking with you. He's taking care of you. Someone say, God has not forgotten. Say that again. That was pretty good. Say, God has not forgotten. No, he's the God who remembers. He's the God who remembers. That was a little side journey. Let's see if we can do a few verses in Acts chapter 4 tonight. Let's go to Acts chapter 4, verse 8. We read some of this last week. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, <laughs> remember he gets on the rulers and the rulers and elders of our people. Are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? Remember, he and John, they, uh, they healed a guy in the name of Jesus. God healed him. They spoke life and said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. We're being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man. Do you want to know how he was healed? What a powerful question. Let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, the man what? The man you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. For Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures where it says, the stone that you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. Very, very important part of the building. Some translations say the chief cornerstone. What's a chief? The top dog. Some of you that speak Spanish, you used to call your dad jefe or your mom jefita. Any of y'all, right? Chief. Jefe is like chief. That's interesting. I knew guys at school that said that, yeah, their mom was jefita. I don't know, is that little chief directly translated? It's cute, huh? Like little boss. Or jefita is like a term of endearment, but boss anyway, right? So Jesus is the chief cornerstone, el jefe, the chief, the boss. There is salvation in no one else. Wow, this is powerful. Let's hit this again. Let's hit this again. People think they're so wise when they go, oh man, all of, we all worship the same God. No, no we don't. 
You say, man, are you being proud? Are you? No, I'm just, I'm expressing confidence in the God I know and serve. And I'm going to tell you right now, like the Nicole C. Mullen song said, I know my Redeemer lives. I spoke to him this morning. I spoke to him this morning, and man, he gives answers to prayers. He doesn't answer every prayer that I want him to right then, but he always answers prayers. Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, then you will ask what you will in my name, and I'll give it to you. There is salvation in no one else. Can Buddha save you? No, and he doesn't claim to. God is get, Look at this. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Hare Krishna, I don't know much about him, but he can't save you either. Which one of the Beatles was it that sang that song to Hare Krishna? Do any of y'all have musical? It's really weird. The song is cool, and he's singing Hare Krishna is his Lord. Really weird song. You should not ever check it out. <laughs> I was listening to Oldie Station one day. I was like, man, this is a jam. And then I heard the lyrics, and I went, what? He was calling him my Lord. I was like, oh, get out of here, Holmes. I don't know if it was John Lennon or which of the Beatles, but John, you know what John Lennon said? He said, we're more popular than Jesus. He wound up dead in his own blood. And someone later wrote him a letter and said, Dear John, who is more popular now? Kind of harsh. I didn't write the letter. I'm just quoting it. The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, having just insulted them and said, God has given us no other name under heaven whereby which we must be saved. No other name under heaven that gives salvation. They were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. For they could see that they were ordinary men with what? No special training in the scriptures. They also recognized, I love this part, catch this. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. People recognize you as someone who has been with Jesus. They know something's different about you. You've been told that before, haven't you? They're like, man, you're different. There's, what is it? I've had people ask me over the years, what, I can't tell what it is. So folks from the world say, man, I can't tell what it is about you. That's different. Something different. But since they could see the man who had been healed standing right there among them, there was nothing the council could say. They didn't know what else to do. So they ordered Peter and John out of the council chamber and conferred among themselves. What should we do with these men, they asked each other. We can't deny that they have performed a miraculous sign, and everybody in Jerusalem knows about it. But to keep them from spreading their propaganda any further, what a word. We must warn them not to speak to anyone in Jesus' name again. Okay, that's going to work, right? So they called the apostles back in and commanded them never again to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, Do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? These dudes were bad at this point. They'd just recently been filled with the Holy Spirit, and they weren't afraid of anything. You get to a point, I'm telling you, you get to a point in your walk with God where you say, you know what, I want what God wants more than what anybody thinks, what anyone talks about, what anyone wishes. And no, you don't, you're not rude to people. You're not religious-minded where you're just beating them down with the Bible. You love people, but you say, you know what, I'm going to put God over everyone else. God first. Someone say God first. God first said, we cannot stop telling about everything we have seen and heard. We can't stop. We can't. Too late. The council then threatened them further. You guys better stop. I don't know what they told them. Maybe cussed at them. Who knows? But they finally let them go because they didn't know how to punish them without starting a riot. <laughs> for everyone was praising God for this miraculous sign, the healing of a man who had been lame for more than 40 years. Someone say 40 years. Wow. That's a bona fide miracle. 
As soon as they were freed, Peter and John returned to the other believers and told them what the leading priests and elders had said. When they heard the report, all the believers lifted their voices together in prayer to God. They said, O oh, sovereign Lord, creator of heaven and earth. Sovereign Lord means he has his own will, among the other meanings. Creator of the heavens and the earth, everything in them. You spoke long ago by the Holy Spirit through our ancestor David, your servant, saying, Why were the nations so angry? Why did they waste their time with futile plans? That You can find this in the book of Psalms. The kings of the earth prepared for battle. The rulers gathered together against the Lord and against the Messiah. Hmm. Against his Messiah, one translation says. In fact, this has happened here in this very city for Herod Antipas, Pontius Pilate the governor, the Gentiles, and the people of Israel were all united against Jesus, your holy servant, whom you anointed. But everything they did was determined beforehand according to your what? What's another word for will? Let's go back. Everything they did was determined beforehand according to your will, your purpose, your design, your plan. Everything they did was determined beforehand according to your will, your purpose, your plan, your design. And now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us, your servants, great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Wow. After this prayer, the meeting place shook. Does it mean everyone just shook? No, it was probably a small earthquake. <laughs> That's crazy. Can you imagine praying and then there's a physical manifestation of your prayer? That's powerful. That's coming. You're going to see a lot more of that. You stick with Jesus and you'll go places. You're going to see some crazy stuff here in this next year. Watch. My mom, you know, my mom used to say, hide and watch. I just imagine just hiding and watching. Hide and watch. Get ready. The world's getting worse. Your walk with God is getting better. The world, it's going down. That's the cosmos. The Greek word cosmos is the world system. The world and everything in it, it's perishing, Scripture says. But not you. Every day is closer and closer to eternal life. Every day is a brighter and brighter day. Under the perfect day, Scripture says. So after this prayer, the meeting place shook, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Wow, they got refilled. Then they preached the Word of God with boldness. What verse is that right there, all the believers? 31. We're going to close it out with this verse right here. After this prayer, someone say, after this prayer. After this prayer, the meeting place shook. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the Word of God with boldness. That's 31, right? Let's go to the next one. Okay, we'll close with this one. Verse 32, correct? All the believers were united in heart and mind. There's nothing like you meeting together and just everybody with the same single-minded purpose of let's worship God together. Let's be together and pray. Let's be together and talk about the Word. Let's be together. Look at this. All the believers were united in heart and mind, and they felt that what they owned was not their own, so they shared everything they had. Isn't that incredible? Remember, we, don't, we can just stay right there. Remember, Scripture says, for someone who is a manager, one translation says, a steward, you must be found faithful. If Jesus does not return during my lifetime, one day I'm going to go be with Jesus in heaven, go see my mom and see your family and see some of y'all, right, until it's your time, the rest of you. 
But even the socks on my feet, I'm just managing those, huh? I can't take them with me. You know, the pharaohs were interesting because they would even have their slaves buried alive with them. I don't know if some of them gave them poison and different things. There's different cultures that they would, they would be buried alive with their chariots and their wealth and their riches. It's so strange. And thousands of years later, we come up and, and archaeologists find it and grave robbers find it and they take their gold. <laughs> they put it in a, a tomb to get stolen later or to rot. You've heard of King Tut? I think they discovered his tomb. He was a kid, really, a young dude. Tutankhamun. They discovered his tomb, all this gold in there, everything. Man, he couldn't take it with him. All that he left in the tomb was a curse. You should look into that. They cursed people. I don't know if there was an ancient bacteria in there or what, but people would see the exhibit and get sick and die, some people. It was crazy. Weird. Maybe they put a curse on it. But just buried with all that stuff. Have you ever heard of people getting buried in their Cadillac? You know how crazy that is? Leave that to someone so they can drive it. Leave it to me. I'll flip that thing so fast. I'll have it sold so fast it'd make people dizzy. Man, leave it to someone who can use it. Right? We're managers. It's not our own now. Everything God has given you, it's temporary. And you say, man, what about my kids? Yeah, God, is, God has lent those kiddos to you. Those are his kids, huh? You say, man, they're my kids. No, they are. They are. But even more than, more than they are yours, they're God's. Everything God has given you has been lent to you for a time. You remember Samuel's mom, Hannah? She had a revelation of that. She said, God gave me a son, so I'm going to give him back to God. And then God gave her more kiddos. That's a powerful story, by the, by the way. Get into 1 Samuel chapter 1 sometime. Once again, all the believers were united in heart and mind, and they felt that what they owned was not their own, so they shared everything they had. Your calling is to love God and love people more and more every day. Your calling is to be connected to God and be connected to people. God created you for himself, and he created you for others. You say, how is that possible? You can bring light to someone's life. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for the speaking and reception of your word tonight, God. I thank you that we're blessed in the city and the field coming in and going out. I thank you that we're like trees planted by the rivers of water. We will give fruit in its season. We'll have beautiful leaves growing out of us. Say, man, that's a very symbolic statement. Yes, it is. But like a tree planted by the river of water. You ever seen the trees along that dry, deserty road between Roswell and Riodoso? It's deserty. It's desert hills. And there's great, beautiful swath and path and patch of green and all these trees that are growing near the little river there out in the middle of nowhere because water nourishes. The Word nourishes. You stay in the Word, you'll be like that. You put God first no matter what. Don't make excuses. Hey, we've got life going on and we've got we've to do things. We have things that are a priority to us, but always make sure God is your priority. I want everybody in the house, everyone on the live stream to repeat with me tonight. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe your word. Thank you for saving me. I confess once again that Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. I believe he died and rose again to save me from hell and from sin. I believe. Forgive me, Lord. Cleanse me. In Jesus' name.
Now let me speak a blessing over you as you continue to agree with me in prayer. Father, tonight, I thank you that your word has been received. I could see it on your people's faces tonight. I know it was received on the live stream as well. Lord, I thank you that your word was received. That's all I can do is deliver the word and let people do what they will with it. But Lord, you give the increase. My dad has planted and I've watered. I've had the privilege of planting and my dad waters or other people in here. I've planted and they've watered. I've, we all share. We're fellow laborers in Christ Jesus. But Lord God, Scripture says, some plant, others water, but you give the increase. You give the increase. So God, I, I give it to you now. May your word grow into something powerful and mighty in these lives. Something transformative. Something new and fresh and mighty and amazing. We give you glory and honor and praise tonight, God. We thank you, Father. We trust you and we believe you. In Jesus' name, amen.